Let's start this program. This is the Rich Eisen Show. With the Kansas City Chiefs. Now Mahomes looking for the end zone pass caught. Touchdown! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. They're back. I told you. My favorite words I get to say in this microphone. Kansas City! Earlier on the show, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. Still to come, UConn head football coach, Jim Mora. Five-time Pro Bowl running back, Frank. Plus, ESPN college football analyst, Ryan Leaf. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Frank Gore is going to join us in about 20 minutes' time. And he is getting in the boxing ring. (laughs) And he's fighting Darren Williams, former NBA All-Star, the Utah Jazz. Remember he played for Illinois in college? Um, went to the Final Four, I think. Darren Williams is getting in a boxing ring with Frank Gore. I I, I don't know Darren Williams, um, but um, I'm I'm concerned because Frank is built like the old, you know, <laughs> house. brick brick house. Yeah, brick house. The brick house. Yeah, and yeah. and he's got 16. I mean, it's one thing about going down the the lane and having some seven footer swatch you down, right? I mean, obviously basketball is a very physical game, but. It's not like uh, the NFL or football where uh, Howie Long once described it as a car crash on every snap. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll ask Frank, essentially, uh, what's, what, what, what in the world is he thinking? <laughs> it's usually running backs, when they stop playing, they're like, you know, I don't miss I don't miss the contact. I don't miss anybody in the hole, in the hole waiting for me, right? Ray Lewis, like at a Super Bowl, <laughs> you know? Uh, anyway, Frank's going to join us. Ryan Leaf will be here in studio in person. He's got a new uh, podcast out called Bust. We will ask him about all of that and talk some football with him. We're now 10 weeks into the NFL season. Ooh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. I have known this man for almost two decades. I mentioned to you earlier, uh, Christopher and TJ and uh, Jay and the rest of this Rich Eisen Show radio and TV audience, that when NFL Network came on the air, NFL Total Access, our first show, we would fire up team cams. This is way back in the day when, you know, those uh, Cisco webcams were newfangled <laughs> things. And, um, and we would fire up 49ers cam for the insider on the team. Each team had an insider. Tony Gonzalez was our Chiefs insider, but our 49ers insider was their defensive coordinator. He's now the head coach of UConn football. So it's great to have back here on the Rich Eisen Show the the great Jim Mora. How are you, Jim? Rich, how about that, huh? I'm all the way back here in UConn. You used to hang out That's in the, right. this area when you were at ESPN. That's right. Yeah. Back to coaching ball, which is what I love to do, and I tell you what, I couldn't be more excited about it. Yeah, I wanted to reach out to you and ask you uh, how this came about and why it came about. So let's uh, let's let's go to the why. Why do you want to? You said you'd love co-coaching ball and you missed it? Is that basically as simple yeah. as that? Yeah. You know, Rich, I I love coaching football. It's a passion. It's what I've done, you know, really my entire adult life. It's been, as you know, what our family's been about my entire life. And um, I missed it. I missed it a, a lot. But I was taking some time for myself and for my family. And uh, my youngest son, Trey, had kind of – asked me, you know, or talked about, we talked about me not coaching until he went off to college so that he wouldn't have to move or I wouldn't have to move away from him. And, uh, you know, when you're a coach or in like a lot of professions, your family makes sacrifices for you. And, uh, my kids had moved around the country and been uprooted and taken out of schools and 
plopped in new environments where they had to make new friends. And uh, I had an opportunity really to take some time and just focus on, on my kids and let them grow in the areas that they were growing in and be around the friends that they'd made. And so I decided to do that. But Trey went off to college this year, and all four of my kids got me together, and they said, okay, Dad, we know you're passionate about coaching. We know you want to coach. It's time for you to go do it again. And uh, so this job came open, and uh, I had the, the, the go-ahead from my family, and uh, so I reached out to them, and we connected. And over the course of probably a month, Rich, we had you know, four or five Zoom calls, mm-hmm. and my interest continued to grow. I was over in Italy last or a week and a half ago, and the athletic director, David Benedict, got a hold of me. He says, listen, I want to come and see you in Idaho. I live in Sun Valley, Idaho now. I uh-huh. see and hike and fly fish and climb and mountain bike and all those fun things. And when I got home from Italy, he was already in Idaho waiting for me. And we spent, um, we spent six entire days together talking about this job and the challenges. You know, it's, they've struggled. I mean, they've really, really struggled. And uh, he put me on the phone with the governor. He put me on the phone with a bunch of their supporters. He put me on the phone with business people, with alumni, with former players. And to a person, they all just expressed amazing support uh, for this program and, and a real desire to get it back on track. And it just became more and more inviting to me. I, I loved being at UCLA. I mean, I loved it. I hated the fact that it ended because I would have loved to have been there forever, but it did, and that's how it, how it goes. But one of the things I thought when I – if I got a chance to get back in is I wanted to be in a college town. I wanted to be where I could live right by campus. And at UCLA, I lived 20 minutes away, and, you know, with traffic, sometimes that could be an hour, hour and a half, two hours. So yeah. I'm in a college town. It's a program that needs an infusion of energy and passion, and I think I can provide that, and I'm just – completely completely jacked up about this opportunity so you're basically so you're breaking bread over the needery up there in uh, sun valley one of the best mm-hmm. spots on planet earth well, i've been there we ran into each other in the needery that's remember? i know we you have done family. That. this was two years ago that's you and i ran into each other in the needery. it's a great, great spot. it's a great spot great mom and pop spot there uh in sun valley idaho so he's putting you on the phone with ned lamont here's what you're saying did you chat with gino oriama too did you get on oh the- my god hey rich yeah I went to dinner last night with Gino. Okay. Yeah. Epic experience. <laughs> Epic. You have you do you know Gino? I don't know him. No. I've I've heard You uh... would love him. Okay. If you were back here. We got to go to dinner with Gino. All right. So In. I wish that I had had a a microphone and a and a recording device with me at dinner last night because he's the most down to earth, normal guy. But everything that comes out of his his mouth first of all he's got an amazing command of the English language you know and when i say that he's italian but i'm not saying the way he talks i mean the things he's able to talk about he's so intellectual but he says it in a way that makes so much sense and it was like a lesson in coaching and a lesson in life and i you know i want to say hey gino whoa, 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 whoa stop for a minute. let me get my phone out and record all these things you're saying because uh when you spend the time with him like i, I got to last night you realize why his teams have been so great and you know, why he's won world champions, championships for our country and gold medals for our country and 11 national championships. It's just, it was unbelievable, Rich. You would have been in heaven as well. I was. Well, I'm sure red wine might have been involved as well, you know. You know, I'm going to tell you that there was a little bit of red wine <laughs> poured. And uh, he is a red, we went to his restaurant 
He has an Italian restaurant here in Manchester, so we went to his restaurant. We uh, we had some great bread. We had amazing wine. We might have had a beer or two. Uh, I think he had a Manhattan. I think he likes Manhattan. Manhattan. We had some pasta, and uh, it was great. This is so cool. So it's like it's you, Dan Hurley, and Gino now uh, with the football and basketball program. So where do you where do you see UConn football going, Jim? Like, what's the goal here? Like, Rich, what's the... it has to go up. Okay, right. right now we're you know we're. We're down a bit, you know. We're kind of on the floor, and and these kids. What I've been so impressed with, and I've been I've only been around them for a few days. I went to the Clemson game, so I got to meet them a little bit. Um, was on the plane with them coming back here, uh, so I'm getting to know them a little bit. But I'm absolutely amazed by their character, their um, enthusiasm. I mean, they're fighting, you know, and they're fighting for each other, and they're proud. They hate to lose, but they're not walking around with their heads down. I haven't indicate or I haven't seen any indications of poor attitude, which I think is a real credit to the staff that's here in Spanos, who's the interim head coach. But it gives me like hope because it's been a tough year. You lose your head coach early, you're not winning games, um, you're at a basketball school, basketball season's starting, everyone's excited about basketball, and yet you've got a couple games left. And you know it'd be really easy to to mail it in, and these guys aren't doing that. But you know, Gino and Dan. They're higher on the totem pole. They're up there. I'm just way down at the base, and i got to try to work my way up, and we've got to work our team's way up, and we will. Jim Moore here on the Rich Eisen Show. Is it fair to say you have experience in coaching football at a basketball school at UCLA? <laughs> yeah, it is fair to say that. Is it fair to say yeah. that, Jim? That- UCLA was a, was a basketball school, and I think, I think we flipped it pretty quickly there for a while. And uh, – you know, listen, it doesn't matter to me if it's a football school or it's a basketball school. As long as the students come out and support and we give them something to support, we have to put a product on the field that's exciting to watch, that, you know, gives them a reason to come in the stadium, and we're going to work hard to do that. But I'll tell you, I went – so I know you like all sports. but yes, I went to uh, the women's basketball game uh, Sunday. We played Arkansas, and mm-hmm. Paige Becker, who is the uh, – she was the – player of the year last year as a true freshman was oh my gosh she put up 34 you didn't even know oh jim i'm so smooth I'll, I'll never forget when i first got to espn and i moved there uh for the first time and i walked into a sports bar one night and the place was packed it was because they were watching the the yukon uh huskies with gino coaching and i think it was yeah. rebecca lobo at the time and it's a, it's it, it is just an absolutely complete circus whenever the women take the floor for for hoops in that in that state but the reason why i asked that question was kind of to lead to the concept that your your successor at ucla and chip kelly who you know built a, a behemoth up in oregon he's he's not winning at all i mean the the la times just savaged him uh, basically saying that he's like stealing money here is literally the phrase that they use is there is there is it difficult to win football games at ucla do you think, Jim, to build a, a well, Rich? Yes, I won my fair share. You did. I know that. I know. So, was it difficult? Yeah, it's always difficult to win. But you know, we we were forty. I was, I say I, but we were forty six and thirty, and that included one bad year. We only had one bad year. We went to five bowl games in six years. So, yeah, it was a challenge. It wasn't hard. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I was proud of what we did there. I was sorry that it ended, and I was sorry that it ended the way that it did. If 
life had gone the way I planned it at that time, you know, I would have stayed there until my career was over and, you know, hopefully had some kind of legacy, but that's not the way it happened. And now I'm just fortunate to, that David Benedict, the AD here is an amazing guy. I mean, he's a star and people are going to hear about him if they haven't, but, uh, I'm just fortunate to have this chance at UConn. I'm fortunate to be around, like I said, David, Danny, I'm, I'm obviously Gino. I mean, they've got, you know, when you're on a college campus, Rich, it's awesome because there's a whole bunch of great coaches you can learn from. When I was at UCLA, Valerie Fields, Valerie Condos Fields, who was the women's gymnastics coach and in the Hall of Fame, I pick her brain. Corey Close, the women's basketball coach, I pick her brain. Her brain. Um, you know, Kelly Inouye Perez, who's the women's softball coach, and they win national championships. I pick her brain. And and Adam, the, the I mean, water polo. I'm talking to the water polo coach about, you know, football stuff or coaching yeah. stuff. And now I get that opportunity again on this campus with not only those two I mentioned, but with a whole bunch of other coaches that are really prominent. So, man, I'm just lucky. I'm just I'm really fortunate that things have aligned the way they have, and I get this chance because it doesn't happen to everybody, and I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to let it pass. I'm going to give it my all. Okay, so we're going to see how, how's your folks. How are they doing? How are they doing? They are awesome. And my dad, mm-hmm. you you know, you <laughs> laugh when this whole thing was to come together. Yeah. You know, he was he has a million ideas from for me, and okay. he said that he will be at the big house next year when we play Michigan, and he wants to make sure you're there. Okay. Did you know that UConn goes to the big house I, next year? You're breaking news to me. I'm I'm a little bit focused on the here and now. Uh, well, so, I am too, but I just I'm yes. looking into the future. Yes, and I'm seeing Eisen versus Mora at the big house. <laughs> I think it's next September 17th. Okay, and uh, I'd like to invite you right now to come down and and. Uh, yeah. Be on our sideline with UConn gear on. No, <laughs> I, I, you know how I feel about you, and you know how I, I feel do. about your family. There's another gym in my life. Um, <laughs> and Did you uh, see the guy that wears the khaki pants and the, yeah, and the uh, yeah, Woody Hayes every uh, once. glasses? No, well, uh, bow, bow glasses. Um, and That's right, the bow glasses. Yes. No, it's okay. I don't want you to get in trouble going to the big house. Um, and, and, you know, the skinny M, the, the, bow, the bow lid, too. Um, we're going to have to just leave, you know, that there. Um, we'll but leave it, it there and we'll just agree I, that on that day we're not talking. <laughs> and, uh, I love it though. So, so Jim Seen. They're having you, a great year. Your dad, and please, I mean, I'm just, it just, it gets me all. The, the game against Michigan State uh, was uh, was difficult uh, towards the end, but it's all set up. It's all set up for them to potentially still uh, beat Ohio State and get to the Big Ten championship, so on and so forth. But um, but your dad's That's planning on being been an issue, though, hadn't it? Beating Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, Jim, it's been an issue. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring <laughs> up. The <football>. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you know, know I know what? you've been out of college this. football for four years, I, Jim. So I got to tell know. you something: yeah. is that. You know, when there was all that kind of talk last year about Coach Harbaugh, Jim, and should he stay, should he leave, should they, you know, find someone else, I was so happy they stuck with him, and I'm so happy that after they stuck with him, he's like kind of, he's kind of shut everybody up, you know, with the team that, and the way they played this year, and listen, I can't pick Michigan or Ohio State because, you know, you get in trouble one way or the other. Yeah. I hope, you know, for your sake, it's Thank you, Jim. a good game. Bless you. But, Thank you know, I, I mean, we all know what kind of ball coach Jim Harbaugh is. He's a great one. 
I appreciate you saying that. And um, and you know, look, so so your dad's going to be at the big house. So again, is he still oh, yeah. is he still he's locked in on movies? Is he still locked in on movies? Your dad, who is my oh, favorite. Oh, goodness uh, sakes. Okay. Yeah. And why? Yeah, we got. You need to get that going. He loves that stuff. Okay. I'll so he was telling me stories the other day. Yeah. You probably know this. When he was a kid, his dad was uh, working for uh, Fox Studio. Yeah. He was like a, and a lot. lighting guy for like Humphrey Bogart, and I mean all these names he was throwing out. I was like, Dad, I never knew that. And this was just a, like a few weeks ago. He told me this, and all the he, Elvis Presley came into the st- talked to him one time. You know, all these guys. <laughs> he's got a little history, but yeah, he's he's seen them all. I love it. In all the movies, he's <sighs> up on it. Uh, I'm getting daily advice from him. And the, you know what was really funny? One of the first pieces of advice was, Jimmy, 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 listen, I've been thinking about it. You need to be nice to the media. I was never nice to the media. I one of my friends. I'm like, Dad, I know. I got it. I am nice with the media. I'm, I've been part of the media, man. Yes. I am, I, I'm yeah. nice to him. And, you know, and he gives me one the other day. He says, uh, he goes, yeah, this is before I took the job. He, I've been thinking about this. I, 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 I've given it a lot of thought. And I go, yeah. And he goes, he goes, you got to take this job. They offer it. You got to take this job. You're you're an effing competitor. I'm an effing competitor. Guys like us, we're built different. We got to compete. <laughs> and I'm like, I got you, Dad. And then he calls me. He goes, Dad. He goes, Jimmy. Jimmy, you know you have the third youngest roster in college football. I go, Yeah, Dad, I do. He goes, No, 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 no. Jimmy, you know you have the third youngest roster. I'm like, Dad, I, I got you, pal. You know. So he's passionate about it. It's pretty awesome. I mean, it's. Oh, it's such a great, great feeling to have him as a resource and have his support. And, and he keeps me in line. He keeps me in check, and it's great. I love it. And because you didn't say effing, you're just cleaning it up for this studio audience. Here, right <laughs> he here did listening not to say us. Okay. effing. <laughs> yeah. He said you the know, whole he, the Monty. Thing about my dad, he didn't cuss a lot. Right. But when he does, you know it's you know he's serious. <laughs> well, Indianapolis media knows that. So. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> hey, how about this? It's the 20th anniversary of playoffs this year. Oh, you know who uh, loves talking about that because he's the one who beat the Colts that day is Mooch. You I know. was the defensive coordinator. That's that right. Day. You oh, are. Mooch. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's one of the best parts of the story is that the playoffs rant is because the Niners beat the crap out of the Colts and you were the defensive we, coordinator. We had like, we intercepted Peyton like four times. And how about this? How about Mooch? This is Mooch. I actually I talked to Mooch yesterday. He's my guy. I love him. He's our guy like, too. Yeah. yeah. Mooch, we go in after the game, and I've just beat. You know, we just beat my dad's team, which you know, it was great to win, but it wasn't fun to beat your dad. Of course. And Mooch gives me the damn game ball, and I like we go back to the coach's locker room, and I go, "Hey, Mooch, I don't want this damn thing. That's my dad over there." You know. And then, of course, Doctor York made me pay for the game ball. I think. But, uh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh my Jim, so, Jim, so you're right about that. I'm like, Moosh, I, I don't I don't want this thing, man. <laughs> Jim, you're right. Yeah, I picked off Peyton Manning four times. Yeah. Um forty to twenty one. Absolute beatdown. Playoffs. Playoffs. You talk about playoffs. <laughs> oh, Rich, I gotta pump him right now. Please. So my dad, as you know, has hated that forever, right? Uh huh. That he's remembered for that. He just got on cameo. Oh gosh! Oh. And he's doing, he's doing his playoffs thing for people. So his like little, his little intro on cameo is like you know it's it's uh, ex coach Jim Mora and you know I'm on cameo and if you need me to talk to your team or your corporation and maybe help you get to like I don't know like the playoffs, you know, give, me, give me a shout. 
So he's on cameo. Crazy. Oh, see, he's on old doing cameo. You're he's on cameo and you're at UConn. That is just a who, world's upside down. It is that, but it's a great <laughs> world. Thanks for the call, Jim. Let's let's stay in touch, man. This is just right, a blast. Rich. A lot of laughs. Yeah, my best to your family. Right back at you. That's a UConn's new football coach, UConn Huskies football coach at UConn, Coach Mora. He's even updated his Twitter and Instagram right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That was fun. <laughs> All right, so, oh, so I pulled up Cameo right now, and it, sure enough. <laughs> All right, we got to record it, and we're going to play it. We're going to record it and play it, but we, let's go to, to break this. so we're on time for Frank Gore. At least we're close enough for that. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going from Jim Mora, UConn coach, to Frank Gore, the boxer. What's going on here? <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Do it live. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold because uh, uh, we're about to talk to one of my faves. Is he on the phone line, sir? Yes, sir. Joining me on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line right now is the third leading rusher in the history of the National Football League who's getting set to step in the ring and fight in a boxing match, former NBA All-Star Darren Williams in the undercard of the Jake Paul-Tommy Fury bout, live on Showtime pay-per-view on September, December 18th. Our friend Frank Gore, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Frank? I'm doing fine. What's up, Rich? I'm How do- you doing today, man? I am doing fine. Better for talking to you, Frank. I say this because I care about you, Frank. I ask this question because I care about you. What the hell are you doing, Frank? What are you doing? No, what are you doing, Frank? 
What are you doing? Nah, you know, you know, I, you know, I've been boxing. You know, I've been training boxing for for a while. Okay, you know, I fell in love with it, with the sport, and um, you know, um, I, I, my man, my, my man Malky, um, you know, had connections. You know, when I when I didn't get a call doing um training camp, uh, I told my I told my boy Malky that you know I might want to fight. I've been training Boston, and mm-hmm. he said, I'm, I'm sure. And I was like, yeah, I am. You know, and then he started making calls, and he got he got, he got got it done, and I said, I'm going to do it. All right. Well, I've been at this uh, NFL network only, uh, NFL only thing for almost two decades, Frank. And whenever I speak to a, uh, a running back with a Hall of Fame resume who's done playing after a very long time in the NFL, the thing they say they missed the – they miss game day. They miss the locker room. They miss the guys. The one thing they don't miss is getting hit. And here you are stepping in a ring. Do you miss getting hit, Frank? Is that what it is? Do you miss getting hit? Mm, no, I don't. I just, you know, and I just kind of got, you know, um, I was just okay with, you know, once I started being around the guys in the boss and in the, in the training with the guys in the boss ring, um, uh-huh. it kind of helped me, you know, um, kind of get over football and, you know, it's like more like a family, just like football. And, I, you know, I just kept getting better and better. And I, I told my boy, uh, my boy Monkey, that, you know, I want to go and do it. You know, I want to uh, see can I get a fight and see how I do. Okay. You've referred to your friend uh, a couple times. Who is this? Who's your friend that you've uh, you've referenced a couple times about fighting? Um, My boy Monkey, uh, first uh, agent mm-hmm. uh, from the first round manage. Okay. Um, management. Um, He got a lot of fighters and in the fight game. Also in the NFL, he got... NFL clients. Uh, he's been a friend for me, with me for since I was in high school, and you know, and I just always told him like, you know, he the first one put me in Boston, probably like when I was coming out of out of college, okay, you know, going to the league. So I, I this this the training Boston not not new. I've been training since probably 2005. Okay, but so so are you this saying first, this really? But yeah. this the this the first time I'm really training. For a fight, though, and it's it's, it's tough, Rich man. But uh, you know me, I'm a hard worker. Yes, I learn fast, and yes. I'm I'm ready for the challenge. You sure are, Frank Gore. You are there. There, look, there is not a single thing I don't think you can't be great at if you put your mind to it. That is that is a fact. And anybody yes, who's anybody who's ever met you, and anybody who knows you, and anybody who's definitely played with you. Uh, they love you, man. Like you, you, you are universally loved in the NFL community. There's no doubt about that. So I guess does Darren Williams know what does Does Darren Williams know what he's getting into? Have you spoken to him? Do you have any connection well, with him other than just um, like getting connected? We kind of spoke. Over, we kind of spoke over the Instagram. Um, okay. But you know, um, me, I'm you know, I respect Darren. You know, um, I respect what he did in the NBA. You know, he had a great he had a great career. Um, right. But I, you know, I can't look past nobody. I'm new to it. He new to it. But you got the the get in the ring. You got to have some type of guts. You got to know that you know something. So, um, I, I'm gonna be ready for December eight. Um, hopefully, I know he'll be ready. And I, you know, let's go do it. And have fun okay. and see the best man win. So, what's your style? What What's the Frank Gore boxing style? That maybe folks might. It depends, it depends what it depends what he try, what he try to do. I'm gonna adapt to whatever he try to do and and listen to my coach. Um, I can box. I can bang. Um, I can do whatever. I feel wow. tough. Um, <laughs> I've been sparring some some heavy hitters already. Yeah. So you know I I know I could take a hit, but um, you know I'm, I'm I'm happy about it. I'm happy that I you know still can compete at some you know um 
I was doing for a while. And I, my first fight, December 18th, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay, is anybody that uh, from the NFL world, your team, your former teammates, calling you up and saying, oh, what, man. What, are you, what are they saying? They all called me. Justice Smith test me. Brandon Davis, my fullback, Moran Norris. They called me, you working, you working? Um, you know, all my boys for the 49ers, uh, T.Y. Hilton, uh, he's been calling me to make sure I'm, you know, ready for I can be ready and look good December 18th. Um, so, man, I'm just I'm excited about it. Uh, I've been working my behind off. And, you know, we'll see how it goes December 18th. Frank Gore here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Adrian Peterson's back at it because Derrick Henry got hurt. Have you, have you gotten any calls from the NFL this year saying if you want to? Keep running. I had three. I had three calls, man. Mm-hmm. I had three calls, and I, you know, my boys in college, you know, and I just whenever when I when I started doubting myself, shit, I if I want to do it, that's when I was like, you know what, I'm just leave it alone, you know, because I never doubted, you know, I had doubts in my head if I if I should play or not. So if I wasn't sure, I'm gonna get 110. percent I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go out there and you know and give us the team. Not all of me, you know. So that's why I didn't do it. So, I had three calls. Okay. I had, um, Who called? I had I had my last call probably about a month ago, man. And you know they asked me if I'm serious about boxing. I said, yeah, I want to do it. And they just left it alone. Who called you, Frank? Can you tell me? Uh, I don't want I don't want to put it on the air. Okay. And, um, you know, you know, I just. I leave it alone, but I had three calls for sure. I'm not, you know, we sit, when we together. If I see you on uh, okay. Super Bowl weekend, I say I say the text messages. All right, that's good. I'll I'll take it at that. So so uh, when you said you were doubting yourself, what do you mean? Because uh, again, you're you're getting hit. You're boxing. I mean, you're training. This is serious work that you're putting in. So that's no, that's not the I'm, issue. I'm so what were you doubting? What, what were you no, doubting I'm, about playing? I football? was doubting if I really want to play ball or not. Like if I want to do it, if I want to stay home. If I want to go, like you know, you know, my boys in college, Southern Miss. You know, I haven't. You know, only I have. I missed a lot of his time, my, my younger kids' time, like being around him. And when I when I didn't go to camp, you know, I kind of made me see what I missed with my kids. You know, and when I got the call, I got a call uh, probably like a week, like a week after, um, a week after, like a week before the season. Mm-hmm. You know, a week before the season, um, team called and wanted me to come up. And I was going with my family to Wisconsin to see my stepson play. He a freshman. And I told them I couldn't make it. They wanted us to leave wanted me to come on a Friday. And I told them I couldn't make it because me and the family had a trip to go see my stepson go play his first college game. And they was like, what about Monday? So I said, okay, I'll see you. When I got home Monday, I just told them I didn't want to do it. And, and I just left it at that. Okay. All right, Frank Gore. You think you should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Frank Gore? What do you think? Mm, I think I think yes, the guys who who played against me, they'll agree that I, I should be in there. You know, I did the right thing on and off the field. I made plays when I had to make plays for my team, a good teammate. Uh, I bust my behind. You know, I did anything as a running back and do block, catch, run. My numbers look good. The uh, only thing I didn't do is just win the Super Bowl and then you know, and that's that's hard to do. I played in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I felt like we, I did good things that we, we had a chance to help my team win it, but we didn't. But, you know, um, you ask the guys who I competed against, they'll say I should be. 
you scored a touchdown and 100 <laughs> yards in that Super Bowl that you didn't win, Frank. So you did you did what yeah. you had to do probably, that night hey, that the lights went out. If I probably would have scored that, that on the four-yard line, I probably would have got the MVP that game. <laughs> and then we wouldn't even be taught. We wouldn't even be having this conversation, I, I bet. I mean, what does it mean to you uh, to that, that that you see on the list and the names in front of you are Emmett and Walter and everybody else is behind you and the person who starts that list is Barry Sanders, Frank? Man, I've been blessed. Less man, I mean a lot. I've been blessed. You know, Rich, like it wasn't easy, you know, for me to get to the NFL. You know, I blew two of my knees out. You know, I've been doubted. You know, people wrote me off saying I've been in the league three, four years, and you know, I, I drive get drafted third round. You know, they told the 49ers, I see fans saying they reached for me. They could have took me later than that or undrafted. And you know, I played 16 years, man. 16 years, 16,000 yards, five Pro Bowls. Uh, everywhere, every team I played on, I was like one of the main guy on the team. Um, you know, um, I did it on on the field, off the field, and uh, and to see, see where I come from and, and why I finished that, man. Yeah, I say it's God, and I've been blessed. Did you see what the Niners did last night, Frank? You checked out? Oh, yeah, one? I did. I was happy. They got a young kid out there now, man. Uh, doing a great job, man. Um, six round picks from um, Elijah and, Mitchell. Yeah, he he he's a good player. Yeah, he had almost had a hundred yards last night, and he's just stepping in, in in a role that he probably didn't think or even dream that he would have right now. And the Niners sitting there at four and five. When you see this team right now, does it does it resemble the Niners teams that you uh, you kind of either played for or have been rooting for from well, afar? What do you think? Maybe. I, I would say that I would say they got a, a good team, but man, Rich, when we when we was playing with, when we had that run, man, we were some dogs, man. I'm not saying they not dogs, but you know, offense, defense, cross the board, man. We know what we were. We're physical. It was tough. We knew like when y'all, we knew like when teams come to play us, they couldn't they couldn't match our physical. They couldn't be physical like us. So, um, you know, I. I like I like what they're doing. I, I always feel that they got a, a chance um, out there now because I, I feel like they got a, a great coach, uh, Kyle. He, he a very great great um, play call. He put his players in great positions, and um and I, I and I still think they got a chance to make um, to make a run to try to get in the playoffs. Well, Frank, I don't know Darren Williams. I have no relationship with him, but I don't know if he's understanding what he's about to get into. <laughs> What he's about to tangle with, you know. I mean, I guess when you're driving the paint, you get knocked on your ass. And he's a, you know, three-time NBA All-Star, a couple of Olympic gold medals. In his case, he knows what tough competition is. But sixteen thousand yards in the National Football League, as you just described your journey, that is no joke, sir. Um, I wish I wish you good luck. I always love talking to you, Frank. Or always. You 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 the one gave me the nickname, baby. You're the inconvenient truth, Frank. That is you. That's what. That's what. That's what they. That's what I'm coming out to, baby. Come on now. That's what when they call. That's what. They, that's what they, when they call my name. That's what I'm walking out to. The inconvenient truth, baby. You <laughs> gave me that name. <laughs> so you're saying, my nickname for you is what you are coming out to, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the ring right now. The inconvenient truth, Frank Gore. That is what you're saying. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. I can't wait to see. I did, Frank Gore. I did. Everybody around here gives me grief for the number of times I'm trying to nickname people. I'm the original. So are you. 
I'm thrilled to hear that. You have no idea. You just made my day, too. Thanks for the call, Frank Gore. I look forward to seeing you touch gloves with Darren Williams on the uh, December 18th in Tampa, Florida, Showtime pay-per-view. Let's let's connect after the fight and beyond. I appreciate it, Rich. The one and only Frank Gore. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at Frank Gore, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Come on now. <laughs> so... You guys make fun of me with the match rule and the diminisher and the patch rule and all that sort of stuff. Not the, the diminisher. The diminisher was good. That got the thumbs no, up. No, you, 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 you're like, Rich, give up, give it up, give it up, give it up. Before we even met, it was. this predates you, Chris. It's very true. Okay. Before we even met, I was on game day highlights mm-hmm. with Mooch and Dion which is truly one of my favorite shows I've ever done. We would do the highlights after the days are over, after the Sundays are over. This is before I took over the reins of NFL game day morning. By the way, that's 10 years ago now. Long time ago, bud. (laughs) So I would do those. And so Frank Gore, his nickname was The Inconvenient Truth. So threw it out there because, you know, Al Gore's documentary on our earth burning up was The Inconvenient Truth. So we called him that, and we kept on picking it up. and keep. Ah, here we are now, more than 10 years later. It's a good nickname. You like it? It also sounds like a fighter's nickname, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, sure. He is the inconvenient truth coming to the ring right now. Introducing first, this is fighting. Right. That's it, right? From the red corner. <laughs> this is it. This is it now, right? You should have quit after this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you hit a home <laughs> no, run no, the, with inconvenient truth, and then it should have just been over. One but and the done. home run that I hit years ago, you thought it was gone. You thought it was done. You thought it was never, it's never coming back. It's now, the whole world will now hear this when he touches gloves on, on the 18th of Which December. Which is awesome. That's really cool that he's doing that. So, um, this happened before our conversation. Oh, goodness. The stare down. Uh, Darren Williams, not surprisingly, he's got a couple inches on him, sure the does. NBA player. But Frank is, uh, as you know, Frank uh, Frank's all knows all about low angles of leverage. That's his career, sixteen thousand rushing yards. Frank looks good. Here's my favorite Frank Gore story. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard this one, TJ. This is a great story. Bro- Brockman. <laughs> this is a great story. Uh, the only other person who's heard my stories over and over again more than Brockman is my wife. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think that's an accurate. Uh, that's which okay. is why he interrupted our New York story last week to talk about uh, some contract. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, right, 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 right. He want to hear. It. Yeah, he's already heard it a million times. <laughs> so this was the first, I believe, um, Pro Bowl held in the United States outside of Hawaii and forever in a day at the uh, Super Bowl between the Colts and the Saints in South Florida. They decided to have this, the Pro Bowl uh, in South Florida as well. So we're in Fort Lauderdale on the campus of St. Thomas Aquinas High School, Michael Irvin's high school. Okay. So Irv was like the returning hero, the conquering hero coming back. And it's me, Irv, and Marshall Falk on the set. And we decided to send a member of the AFC's Pro Bowl team into the NFC's practice to cover it for us on live NFL Network television. 
the correspondent from the AFC team to go into the NFC team's practice and cover it for us was Maurice Jones-Drew, MJD. Before he This was way before he joined the NFL Network and NFL Media Group. So he had never really done television before. I mean, he had been interviewed, but now he's part of the paparazzi. So we could sense he was a little bit uneasy about it, and I told him, don't worry if you're in trouble at any point in time, if you find yourself in a situation where you need assistance or help, just say back to you, Rich. Okay. That's it. I got you. I'm like that safety net for you. Just say back to you, Rich. That's it. And I'll take it from there. No matter how sticky your situation might possibly be. And what, what sticky situation is it? We're yeah. sending you into practice with your colleagues. That's it. No problem. You'll be fine. Live television. He interviews NFC Pro Bowler Frank Gore. Okay. Who's from, as you know, South Florida, Mr. South Florida. <laughs> and Frank, I guess, didn't think he was on TV, even though there was a microphone there and a camera trained on him. <laughs> oh, He's boy. just talking to a colleague of his, a talking friend of his, his boys, and Maurice yeah. Jones Drew. Chopping it up. And Maurice says, you know, hey, how's it going down here? You're, you know, home here in a Pro Bowl. How about this? A Pro Bowl in your hometown. Mm-hmm. And he just basically talks about how he's, yeah, he's with his friends and whatever, and they're going to go to the script club later on. <laughs> Called it a script club. Script club. At which point, cut to Dion. Dion was on the set too. Me, Dion, and Irv, and they're just like diving for cover. And Maurice doesn't know what to do. And everybody from across the field on our set screams, Back to you, Rich! <laughs> back to you, Rich! The words are back to you, Rich! <laughs> They're in the truck screaming in his ear, back to you, Rich. <laughs> and did he kick it back? He did. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> he did. <laughs> cut this, cut it, cut it. <laughs> to this day, 10 years later, there it's Very still funny. the safe words on NFL Network. Back people, to you, Rich. People are always saying it. Very funny. <laughs> script club. Uh, you know, back to, script back club. to you, Rich. It's it's it. <laughs> All right, we'll take that a seems break. Seems like an anchorman. Type it's just thing. sure. It's, it actually happened. It there's, I believe, there's definitely tape on it. Brilliant. It happened. Eight four. If, and, and if Twitter was lit then, oh, as it, oh, as it God. is now, it'd have been everywhere. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. We'll take your phone calls when we come back. Ryan Leaf's going to be in studio in hour number three to talk about his new pod, Bust, about his life. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Terzo in Iowa have been hanging on forever. What's up, counselor? Hey, what's up, guys? How Terzo. we all doing? What's up, what's up? How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right, man. That was a great interview with Frank Gore. I absolutely love that, man. I cheered for him his whole entire career and what he's done. I was really hoping that he might actually try and go after, after Emmett, but um, happy kind of hung it up whenever he felt right. I don't know. He probably would have had to stick around the way that he was getting yards at a certain clip. That he was uh, sixteen thousand. He needed like two thousand plus more. That's probably like a two three season attempt, maybe. And you know, he said, "Is we, we were th- sitting here wondering, you know, like who the teams could have been." One right before the season had to be the Ravens, right? Like, don't you think? Had to be. Right? Don't you think the I Ravens? Would, I would think the Ravens were the one that Frank was talking about just before the season when he went and to watch his stuff. Maybe most before. recent could have been Seattle, maybe? Yeah, San You know, Francisco when Carson did. went down? Yeah, 49ers had some injuries also. Maybe it was them. That have been an interesting reunion. Yeah, I, I thought the 49ers for sure as well. And Ravens and, and Sea Seahawks is the other other two that I saw. Yeah, I know. And then it, it, would have been, it would have been kind of fun to see. No doubt about it. Thanks for the call, Terzo. Appreciate hey. you hanging on. Thanks for hanging hey, you're out. welcome. Hey, Brockman, how do you feel about our bet? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. About, about what, Terzo? How about our bet? The NFC, the winner of the NFC. Oh, yeah. What was Bucks in the field, right? Bucks in the field. I have the NFC West. Oh, I still feel great about that. You're, you're taking great? You have the Bucks and he's got the NFC West? I have the field, no, I got right? The, oh. oh, he's got the – so you got – I, I have the field and you have the NFC West, right, Terzo? Correct. I feel great about it still. I'll tell you I'm what. I'm hoping that I can. I'm hoping I can pull this off. So you have to wear a jersey during the Super Bowl, and you're not uh, uh, topless. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Terzo. Well done. Well done. I forgot about that. Way. So you have. I feel good about that actually. The NFC East, North, and South. So I have Green Bay. Wow. Tampa, Dallas. I would. I. I. You know, it's like one of those where on election that, night. Actually. On election night, these pundits say, I'd rather be this candidate rather than that candidate right now as sure. we're going to like the mail-in ballots and stuff like oh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, they yeah, could yeah. see where the where where the vote's coming in from and whether somebody's in the lead, that their lead is kind of tenuous. They'd rather be that one mm-hmm. as a, you know, the one that's behind as opposed to the one in front. I'd rather be you right now. I'd, Cardinals. No, I'd rather be. No, I'm just you. saying. I'm, I'm just talking out the West. Cardinals like, and Rams, unless Cardinals the unless the Niners just sparked something that you've never seen, but you yeah. know that's rarely been seen before, from yeah. three and five to the Super Bowl. I like my chance. Like there. you know, I, I. And then the question is, who is it? You're already hearing like, are the Cowboys the best team in the NFC? That's how crazy things are, from one week to the next. It's not even like week to week though. It's they day to day. Got blown to smithereens by the Denver Broncos. And a week later, because they blow out the Falcons and the Bucks have lost two in a row, and the Cardinals lost with Colt McCoy, and the Rams lose Robert Woods, which is a significant loss, folks. And the Packers get Rodgers back 
but it's a difficult win for them against Seattle, and they're three and six. So suddenly Dallas is the team to beat in the NFC. As if that boat race disaster from two weeks ago didn't exist. Or shouldn't be or shouldn't be it counted in the same manner as we're counting these other things against the other NFC teams. I think what Kurt Warner said is right. Who's gonna finish healthiest and hottest? And if you don't think that can't be the Bucks, you're out of your mind. But I think it could if be a dozen or, or, teams. Or if you don't think that can be the Bucks, I guess I went double negative there. You know, you're out of your mind. Of course it could be the Packers. Of course it could be the Cardinals. Right. If Kyler Murray comes back, he's healthy, yeah. and so is DeAndre Hopkins. And then Chase Edmonds comes back, and they got that one-two punch right now. I was going to do this as an overreaction yesterday, but I think if you look, the teams that make the playoffs, the 14 teams, yeah. you can make a case all 14 can win the Super Bowl. You could. Because usually it's like, okay, I there's think, maybe like four or five I think teams I got to see who the seven seeds are. I got to see who the seven seeds are. All right, let's just go based like right, on... No, right now... Let's right just now do the seven about, seeds right, right now. Right now you're talking about the Carolina Panthers. And the Chargers. Maybe the Panthers can't, yeah, but the Chargers can, can win the Super Bowl. You could make that case, I guess. Look at the six seeds. Saints, Patriots. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. They are, 14 teams can win the Super Bowl right Wide now. open, baby. Wide open. Ryan Leaf coming up here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk to him about this. And maybe more of your phone calls at 844 844- 204 Rich being the number to dial right here. Fun stuff already with Frank Gore and Jim Moore this hour. Ryan Leaf in person, in studio when we come right back. Don't go anywhere.